Hey everybody, welcome back to Taskmaster is Wonderful. I'm Eric and today I'm talking about Taskmaster Series 15, Episode 8, 100% Bosco. This series stars Taskmaster Greg Davies, his assistant Alex Horn, and the contestants Frankie Boyle, Ivo Graham, Jenny Eclair, Kyle Smith-Bino, and Mae Martin. So in the previous episode, I was talking about the first episode of Taskmaster New Zealand, season four. Um, I had noticed that uh, the contestants on Taskmaster New Zealand um, often wear shorts. And because Ivo Graham is one of the very few UK contestants to wear shorts, um, I thought I would kind of break down uh, what I found out when I looked into the shorts skirts and pants status or trousers rather of everybody on the uk series i i forgot to mention the winners of taskmaster new zealand all right so first of all i know in the uk pants means underwear uh in the united states and in australia and new zealand as i've learned pants is used to refer to the uh outer wear so like uh, trousers maybe call them slacks so uh when i talk about the uk series uh, i'm gonna say slacks um because it's a little bit easier to say than trousers in as far as the winners of the new zealand series um we had uh series one the winner wore slacks series two the winner wore skirt a skirt or possibly a skirt not quite sure and in season three the winner wore shorts so one of each doesn't really tell us what to expect all we know for sure is that in season four that uh the winner will not be wearing slacks because none of them are another quick note about clothing terminology is that uh i use the word leggings throughout the rest of this episode and in a lot of cases they are probably actually tights. For this discussion's purposes, they both cover the legs, so I, I see them as serving the same function. Um, I also looked at Taskmaster Australia. Everybody was either wearing uh, slacks or leggings. Um, so Danielle had like uh, like shorts coveralls. Um, but also was wearing leggings underneath that. So spoilers for Taskmaster Australia season one, Danielle, who was wearing shorts overalls with leggings, won. Now, because Australia and New Zealand both film at the same location in New Zealand, I suspect that um, Taskmaster Australia filmed during uh, a colder time of the year, and uh, New Zealand has so far been filming around the same time of uh the same warm time of year uh and so that's why so many of them wear shorts also what i can tell so far from the promo images for taskmaster australia season two is that they are all wearing pants or leggings and uh they filmed a, about april of this year which is uh, about halfway through fall 
shout out to Jag, who confirmed some information for me, uh, such as uh, ab- about what time of year, the, like what the weather is like around that time of year, um, that it is transitioning to cooler weather in April. And um, also for just a few minutes ago, confirming that in Australia, New Zealand, um, underwear would be called undies or knickers for ladies and jocks or briefs for men. Um, whereas pants, similarly to the United States, is the word for the leg coverings. And she also added that uh, trousers would be what maybe my grandparents would say or someone being very formal or posh. I would know what they mean, but pants is definitely the more common word. Same thing in the United States. If I hear somebody actually use trousers instead of pants or slacks, um, I would think, that's a bit weird. Lots of new information flying around in the underwear drawers. But let's get back to talking about Taskmaster UK. I did compile a list of all of the types of pants. So I've, I've classified them as either trousers slash slacks, which would be long leg coverings that cover the entire leg individually. There are skirts, but in the case of Taskmaster UK, there is never occurrence of a skirt without also um, like some type of leggings underneath. Um, and then shorts, which are, you know, short individual leg coverings. Okay, so I am calling this the shielded shin stats. I have three categories of what type of uh, lower clothing that people have worn on the show. Um, There are many different types of clothing that fall under these three categories. Um, So there might be boiler suits, there might be coveralls, which are kind of the same thing. There might be jeans, there could be shorts, there could be khakis, they could be sweats. They could be skirts, it could be a long skirt, it could be a dress with leggings, all kinds of leggings. Um, and I actually, I am not sure if leggings is a term used in Australia, New Zealand, or the UK, but I'm talking about like like yoga pants type of thing. Series one, everybody wore slacks. So the winner, of course, wore slacks. Series two, Four people wore slacks and Catherine wore a skirt and leggings. So the winner wore a skirt and leggings. Um, In series three, everybody wore slacks and the winner wore jeans. In series four, everybody wore slacks again and the winner wore a boiler suit. In series five, everybody wore slacks again. You kind of see a pattern developing here. Um, And the winner wore jeans. In the first Champion of Champions, four people wore slacks, but Josh changed it up. He was the first person on Taskmaster UK to wear shorts. He did not win. The winner wore jeans. It was Bob Mortimer. Series six. Now things are getting interesting. Tim Vine wore shorts and Alice Levine wore capris. So I wouldn't call them shorts, but... Her shins are unshielded. 
Asim and Russell both wore slacks, and Lisa wore a skirt and leggings, winning that series. In Series 7, everybody wore pants, although one person, Phil Wang, is very questionable if that counts as wearing uh, appropriate clothing at all. And the winner wore jeans. Series 8, everybody wore slacks, and the winner wore a boiler suit. Series 9, everybody wore slacks again, and the winner wore jeans. And in Series 10, four people wore slacks, and Daisy wore a skirt with leggings. The winner of that series wore slacks. That brings us to New Year's Treat 2021. In this instance, there were six pairs of slacks on our television screens because Rylan wore two sets of them because he had an artificial pair of legs to look like he was riding piggyback on Greg Davies. So, of course, the winner was wearing slacks. Series 11, everybody wore slacks and the winner wore uh, jean overalls. Okay, I have realized I have made a mistake, at least one mistake. Maybe there are more. Please message me if you, uh, if there are any other instances of this. Um, for the most part, I was just looking at the promo images for each season, since they usually show them in their uh, task outfits. Um, but Lee Mack, his intended outfit was slacks with the, the Evil Knievel leather jacket. Um, but oftentimes... It is hot, and so he just has a t-shirt and shorts on instead. Sometimes shorts with the Evil Knievel jacket. It's a whole mix of stuff for Lee Mack. So it's a whole max of stuff, you might say. So uh, that kind of, you know what? It's not the entire time, so I we're going to round down and still say that his Taskmaster outfit is slacks. Half slacks. One full leg and one half leg. And fittingly, Lee Mack also performed a task in which he ended up with a single leg covering, encasing both of his legs. So it's just a whole lot of pants when we talk about Lee Mack on the show. Series 12, everybody's wearing slacks again. And uh, the winner was wearing a kind of capris. Um, but her socks covered everything that her uh, her pants were not. Then, uh, New Year's Treat 2022, everybody was wearing slacks, and the winner was, of course, wearing slacks. Series 13, everybody was wearing slacks, and the winner was wearing sweatpants. Champion of Champions 2, we saw four people wearing slacks, and then Lisa was wearing a long skirt, I'm not sure if she had leggings on or anything, but the skirt did go all the way down to the ground. So I'd, I would say that counts as having fully shielded shins. Series 14, there were four people wearing slacks and Sarah wore a dress and leggings. Uh, she is the first one to wear a dress, but her shins are shielded with those leggings. The winner was wearing a boiler suit. Then, New Year's Street 2023, all slacks, and the winner was wearing jeans. And that brings us to the series we're talking about now. Four people wearing slacks, 
and Ivo is wearing shorts. And in the upcoming Taskmaster Series 16, um, from the, the teaser, the lineup announcements, it looks like everybody is wearing slacks. It also looks very cold where they're doing the activity that's shown in that. So there you go. I think the conclusion here is that this was a total waste of time because there were only three people who wore shorts the entire time, one person who wore shorts sometimes, and one other person who had bare shins. And none of them won. Everybody else had their shins shielded either by leggings or full slacks, and it is all just meaningless. Let's get to the actual episode that we're here for. 100% Bosco, Taskmaster Series 15, Episode 8. That episode title comes from May. We start things off with the prize task. Best thing you take everywhere with you but struggle to fit in your bag. So when I travel, um, then I'm going to be sleeping elsewhere, whether it's at uh, a relative's house or at a hotel. I like to take my pillow because it helps me sleep a whole lot better when everything else about the bed and the room is different. So um, I always stuff that into my bag last. And a lot of times it is a struggle to get it closed all the way and all that. So that's my pick. I don't think it would have done very well, but it was kind of similar to a couple of these. So oddly, um, I don't think this happens very often outside of the first episode of each series, but we got everybody presenting in alphabetical order from left to right. So first we had Frankie, who brought in a framed photograph of when his son wandered on stage to tell a joke during one of his gigs. Um, he did not allow him to tell the joke. When asked um, why it's hard to, to get into his bag, he said, oh, I have quite a small bag. Ivo brought a play farm puzzle, a bunch of farm animals uh, that he does with his three-year-old daughter. And he explains that uh, because it's in a pretty unwieldy big box that he often just puts the puzzle pieces loose into his bag, um, I would recommend just getting a smaller bag that's just for the puzzle pieces. Jenny has brought an inflatable bed because she gets so tired and could lay down and take a nap anywhere. Kyle brought in a folding chair, which he takes around with him occasionally. And then we see May's item, a fine whiskey in a flask. And they're very disappointed that they couldn't go before Frankie because there's this whole bit about having a very small bag with a very tiny wallet and a tiny phone made out of clay that if that had gone first, I think it would have gotten a lot more credit than it did. I would have given May five points. Ivo four, Frankie three, Jenny two, and Kyle one. But Greg was off his rocker he gave five points to jenny and four points to everybody else what is going on 
what are we in for in this episode? Is he just going to be throwing points left and right? No, he every the, the entire rest of this episode is like very standard scoring. Filmed task number one at the paper mill, they're let into the club, which is just the side of the building with a uh, 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 like a metal walkway going over part of the the river there. There's a large pineapple with a bunch of pineapples on top of it floating out in the water. The task is pile the pineapples on the path. You must not get wet. Most pineapples piled on the path wins. You have 15 minutes. So first we see Frankie and Kyle. They both try to use this very strong magnet that's on the end of a rope. Kyle has a lot of trouble with that. It keeps sticking to the pathway and the railing and all that. He even pulls up one of the planks, the metal planks that make the pathway. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, eventually, Frankie and Kyle both have some success with uh, like a, an extended grabber mechanism thing. Um, and uh, Frankie puts a net on the end of that so that he has a little bit of extra length. He gets one pineapple. Um, Kyle, after using the grabber to get one, he uses the magnet to get uh, the, the metal sculpture pineapple. So he has a total of two. Uh, they both discover that around the corner is another set of those five pineapples. Kyle is very upset. Frankie has no reaction and he explains that he he just figured it was there to be set up for the next contestant next we see jenny and ivo together uh jenny gets uh caught up with the magnets not nearly as bad as kyle was but then she realizes that the whole setup in the water is uh tethered so that it doesn't float downstream so she gets that cut and is able to grab a bunch of them she gets four total i think she lost the can of pineapple chunks um but it might have been the candy floss pineapple i thought the candy floss pineapple was brilliant because candy floss when it gets wet like dissolves instantly so i'm really surprised if anybody was able to get that one so ivo finds that other stash of pineapples very early on but he he cannot stop there he has to ride this high of taskmaster success um there's a little remote control boat he tries to use that but he instantly <laughs> drives it underneath the building and loses it forever um he g finds a wheelbarrow somewhere and he tries to use it as a boat but right as he's about to step into the wheelbarrow he realizes it's an awful idea and climbs back up onto the walkway he uh, kind of goes off to the side to try to hook um the whole situation out there and uh the splashes are getting getting to him and he admits to getting wet so i'd say technically he should have been disqualified but there have been some really harsh disqualifications this season. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. It's fine. Um, he ends up getting nine pineapples. So his candy floss pineapple did survive. 
then we see May, who immediately suspects that there are hidden pineapples. Um, but they go after the ones that are in the water um, after a very brief search. Hooks the f- whole flotilla immediately, but then knocks a bunch of them off. They go on another search for some hidden pineapples, but they don't go around the corner to see that whole other set of them. Instead, May asks Alex for a pen and paper and draws 13 more pineapples. Um, They would have drawn a lot more, but (laughs) they drop Alex's pen into the water and then the time expires. So the question is, will Greg allow May's drawn pineapples this is a huge discussion. Kyle and Ivo do not want it to count at all. Frankie is on May's side. He says all words and images are metaphors for the things they represent. Um, both Frankie and May cite an earlier episode when a sign of a banana was uh, argued to count as being a banana. And so the drawings of pineapples are accepted by Greg. May has a total of 18 pineapples, getting the full five points from the task. Ivo gets four points. Jenny gets three. Kyle gets two. And Frankie gets one. Film task number two. In the garden, there is a barrel full of umbrellas. They're asked to pick an umbrella before they read the task. The task is repurpose this umbrella and demonstrate its new purpose most inventive repurposing of an umbrella wins you have 20 minutes this task has a lot of potential uh it's about being inventive so you come up with all kinds of different things so first we watch kyle and he is just messing around he like he's like tearing apart this umbrella messing around with it and then, like, the spring mechanism makes him think, oh, this is kind of like a trap. So he's, like, disconnected the the actual, like, canvas part of it from the framework and all of that. And he's, like, trying as, like, a, a fishing rod and, and that kind of thing. And then he thinks, well, what, what could I trap with it? Then we cut to a magnificent short film about this poor duck who comes home to find that his family has been abducted. And it was all a trap laid by the duck catcher. To make this trap, uh, the, the, the umbrella uh, canvas, or whatever you call that part of the umbrella, I don't, I don't know, um, had a picture of, a, uh, of bread on it uh, to get the duck's attention. And it also had a net attached to the frame so that when it, the, the spring mechanism went, it would fl- it was mostly Kyle doing the flinging of, of the net. But uh, the idea of it there, uh, sometimes an invention is just uh, like a proof of concept. You don't have to actually get it 100% working. I mean, j- just watch the, the Hulu series, The Dropout, about Elizabeth Holmes and uh, the whole Theranos thing. It doesn't have to actually work. Up next, we saw Ivo and May. Uh, it, it was it was interesting seeing these together. I thought that they were going to be similar because of that, but they are 
very, very different things. Ivo makes and serves a cocktail out of the, his overturned brawly and uh, May creates a dog called Bosco with a whole voice and everything. It's, uh, uh, again, not an actual robot, but a proof of concept of a potential robot, I would say. And uh, when asked uh, who, who's the dog's best friend, Bosco says, May Martin. And then when asked who is your enemy, Bosco says, Alex Horn. Then Alex says, that sounded like a man saying Alex Horn. And May replies, that was 100% Bosco. And that's where the name of the episode came from. So I, I really enjoyed both of those. The cocktail uh, seemed like it ended up tasting very bad. Uh, he did serve it into a glass for Alex, but drank it directly out of the umbrella himself. It wasn't nearly as bad as some of the drinking vessels that we've seen on the show, like the wheelbarrow or or the or the bin. Oh. But it's still it is still kinda kinda iffy, especially because we, we learned I don't know if Ivo learned this, but it was mentioned that these were umbrellas that were going to be thrown away. So they were used they're on their last legs and they may have been through some stuff. Ugh, pretty gross. Then uh, we saw Frankie and Jenny showed together. They both put on a sort of fashion show. Frankie put together a skirt and a fascinator combination. Um, Alex called it surprisingly good. And uh, Frankie was very suspicious of what that meant. Um, and then Jenny... Uh, she made a kaguli, which is like a weatherproof jacket. I had not heard that term before, um, but now I know it. I probably will forget it. Um, and a cane sort of thing. Um, she described the whole ensemble as for hiking and riding. And uh, she even had a pocket on the front of the kaguli. Or is it kagul? Kagul. Kaguli? Cagoulet is part of the House of Eclair collection and the uh, the cane thing or really just the bear umbrella was to be used for warding off anything that needed warding off. And then it turns into just warding off boys. I would have given two points to Jenny and Frankie, three points to Ivo, four points to Kyle, and five points to May. But Greg gave one point to Ivo, two points to Jenny, three points to Frankie, four points to Bosco, I mean to May, and five points to Kyle for his complex narrative. Those two were both a lot of fun to watch. So uh, they're, they're number one and two, whatever order they're in. I'm very happy with that. Film task number three. In the lab, there is a plate of jelly with a duck inside of it. The task is, put the most stuff on top of this jelly without breaking the jelly. If anything other than jelly touches the duck, you are disqualified. Heaviest stuff on the jelly exactly 10 minutes from now wins. So they don't have to have it balanced for the entire 10 minutes. 
it, it doesn't count to just have it balanced during those 10 minutes. It's when the 10 minutes expires at that point when the whistle blows what is balanced on top of the jelly. We start with Ivo, who uses the rubber bricks um, to, to, to stack on and around the jelly. He eventually takes away the supports so that uh, everything they stacked on top of it could be balancing on the jelly. But he does so after adding uh, like a plastic lid and six bananas on top of it. There was no way the jelly was going to survive that. So Ivo is disqualified. Then we see May, who says that they've done this a couple of times after uh, you know working out that it, that they have to spread out the weights distributed across the entire jelly. Um, they use a record plus a bunch of other objects, but the jelly gets worse and worse and worse. It is really smashed up at the end there, and May is also disqualified. Kyle asks what flavor the jelly is. It's lemon. He hates it. Uh, he uses a cutting board, a spoon, a mug, a bowl. Uh, after realizing that he didn't have to do anything until right at the 10-minute mark, um, he just waits. And that's, that really paid off, I'd say. So in addition to all that other stuff, he also puts a bunch of sugar cubes into the mug and ends up with 1,773 grams of stuff, or approximately one chihuahua. Then we see Frankie and Jenny. Frankie has the idea that he can argue what heavy means. And so he writes up a description uh, of the heat death of the universe. Very bleak, very heavy. Jenny um, inventories everything that's on her, makes the kind of usual assumption that you can't leave the lab. But I think she does end up going outside the lab to get a bunch of other stuff because that cushion has got to be from the uh, the lounge um, and she got, gets like a storage bin. Uh, she puts the storage bin um, overturns uh, on top of the jelly and then thinks, so oh, I'm going to stand on that. Uh, they transfer it to the floor so it's not nearly as dangerous. Um, and she gets a cushion to sit on it. And then she's also holding a, a little end table, I think also from the lounge, um, over her head. And she falls right after the whistle blows. She, she was successful, but it wasn't really balancing on the jelly. It was above the jelly. Uh, but she does get one point because she didn't break the jelly. She doesn't get disqualified. And then a huge gap. Kyle gets four points. And then Frankie with the infinitely heavy concept of the non-existence of everything gets the full five points. Then it's time for the live task. And it is a team task. Frankie and May are wearing uh, sort of Velcro suits with a bunch of Velcro balls on them. Uh, each of them have 25 balls to start with. 
Um, using only the scratching post, remove as many balls from your suit as possible. Your teammates may throw balls from the throwing spots throughout. The throwing spots may not be moved. Fewest balls on a suit after two minutes wins. On the team of three, the two non-suit wearers must hold hands throughout the two minutes. Frankie takes a very aggressive approach. Instead of focusing on getting the balls off, he uh, kind of combats the other team by throwing his shoes at Jenny. I'm beginning to think that uh, elbowing Jenny off of the chair a couple episodes ago was not an accident. So uh, Frankie's uh, Velcro suit starts to come undone at the front. Uh, for some reason, not wearing a shirt underneath it. I don't know what's going on with that. And he ends up doing a very scratchy pole dance. Frankie ended up with 29 balls and May ended up with 17. So the team of May, Jenny, and Kyle get a full five points and Ivo and Frankie get three. I am really glad that this wasn't a five and zero situation again. I would have been kind of annoyed by that. All five of them did a great job in this, other than Frankie trying to, to murder Jenny with his shoes. This is in direct contrast to Taskmaster New Zealand Season 4, Episode 1, the live task that Dai was helping Bubba complete the task after everybody else had finished. Frankie would have popped Bubba's balloon for sure. And so the final scores for this episode, last place is Ivo with 12 points. Then Frankie and Jenny with 16 points each. May in second place with 18 points. And the winner of this episode is Kyle with 20 points. Overall, another wonderful episode, of course. Um, I think my favorite moment was Ivo piloting the remote control boat directly underneath the building. That was amazing. So let me know what your favorite moments were by tweeting or commenting at TIW Podcast. Uh, for more episodes, go to TIWpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, a couple of additional shout outs to Taskmaster Down Under Podcast at TMDU Podcast over on Twitter and Instagram. And to Taskmaster.info, an amazing website with way more stats than anyone could ever want for i already said the website taskmaster.info but you can also find them on twitter and instagram at taskmasterinfo all one word that's all for now thanks so much for listening be safe out there and i'll see you next time here on taskmaster is wonderful bye